high pompadours, serious toad stabber shoes, and the healing power of tequila. It can only mean one thing. Rock and from Russia with confusion. When Finnish director Aki Karasmaki takes a polka band from Siberia to America with a stop in Mexico, the result is a cultural landslide of monumentally twisted proportions. You think you know road trip movies? You haven't seen or heard anything like Leningrad Cowboys Go America, WCBN's free movie show for October. Straddling that thin line between serious musicians and complete buffoons, the Leningrad Cowboys will go anywhere to find success and refuse to let their total cluelessness get in the way. Join us at Live at PJ's Tuesday, October 14th for the screening of Leningrad Cowboys Go America and decide for yourself if the fall of the Iron Curtain was a good thing or not. Leningrad Cowboys, they're not an American band. Hi there, this is Mike. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. Welcome to a show about food. This is our official I Didn't Bring the Regular Theme Song theme song to Pandora's Lunchbox. But groovy, huh? This is super grass and coffee in the pot, and it's percussion-like, almost like a percolator, wouldn't you say? Kind of like one of them percolator things, you know? And that's apropos, or apropos, if you speak incorrectly, because we're going to do a show about bamboo, bamboo as a percussion instrument, bamboo as food, would you believe? Sing along if you know the words. It goes, huh. That's about it. Just couldn't let that one go without letting it go all the way through. Did that make any sense? That was super grass, and that was coffee in the pot. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, a show about food, and we're going to have a guest in the studio. Mr. Mr. Professor Randall Bayer will be here in a few moments. He is an esteemed professor at Eastern Michigan University and also an esteemed adjunct professor of Dromedary Express. The WCBN show on Sunday mornings, Dromedary Express, Sunday mornings at 11. He's there, he's here, and he's going to be here and there. We're going to talk about bamboo, but first of all, this is something of interest in the news this week. As of October 1st, more foods are getting labeled as U.S. or foreign-grown. This is from the Associated Press. 
and it says, no more wondering where your hamburger came from or where your lettuce and tomatoes were grown, to which I add, kinda. Starting this week, shoppers will see lots more foods labeled with the country of origin. It's a law years in the making, but timely, as China's milk scandal and the recent salmonella-tainted Mexican peppers, I'd like to order some salmonella-tainted Mexican peppers, please, prompt growing concern over the safety of imported foods. Still hold the import bashing. True, numerous outbreaks in recent years have come from U.S.-produced foods like spinach grown in California. So what does the law require? It requires that retailers notify customers of the country of origin, including the U.S., of raw beef, veal, lamb, pork, chicken, goat, wild and farm-raised fish and shellfish, fresh or frozen fruits and vegetables, peanuts, pecans, macadamia nuts, and importantly, whole ginseng. The aim was big agricultural commodities. Ginseng was added for fear of imports masquerading as U.S. grown. How would you interrogate a ginseng masquerading as a U.S.? I don't know. But this is quite key. Some fresh foods are already produced. <laughs> I don't know where I originated. Some fresh produce is already labeled, like fresh from Florida, Jersey-grown, Vidalia onion, but this is talking about country of origin. The biggest exception, and this is a big exception, the labels are not for processed foods, meaning no label if the food is cooked or an ingredient in a bigger dish or otherwise substantially changed. So plain raw chicken must be labeled, but not breaded chicken tenders, which doesn't qualify as food anyway. Raw pork chops are labeled, but not ham or bacon. Well, those are food. Fresh or frozen peas get labeled, but not canned peas. Raw shelled pecans, but not a trail mix. Trail mix is one of the main food groups. What if the foods are merely mixed together? They're exempt, too. So cantaloupe slices from Guatemala get labeled. Mix in some Florida watermelon chunks, no label. Frozen peas labeled. Frozen peas and carrots, no label. As for bread, bread, bread as for bad, you know what? I'm just going to start over again. Hi, this is Mike, and this is Pand... No. As for bagged salads, USDA considers iceberg and romaine to be just lettuce, so that bag gets a label. I'm going to go to the um, I'm going to go to the USDA and ask them to cook me up a really delicious cheese sandwich, and I'm not going to ask where it comes from. I'm just going to want them to do that. So, new rule labels for for country of origin now in effect, except for things for which they don't apply. So that should change a lot. Now, I'm not going to check where this comes from, and I don't think you or I really want to know the, the origin of country or the country of origin of this by Frank Zappa. This would be some uh, pancakes that uh, go something like this. Good, you know, like this. At St. Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast Where I stole the margarine And wheeled on the bingo cards And blew up the latrine I saw a handsome parish lady Make her entrance like a queen Why she was totally chenille And her old man was a marine As she abused the sausage patty Said, why don't you treat me? Yeah. 
That was abrupt, wasn't it? I love CDs because they can stop you right. Nothing on this show is my fault. That was Frank Zappa and, would you believe, and that was St. Alfonso's Pancake Breakfast. That goes out to Ron. Hi, Ron. Ron, who in the 70s, when this song came out, was going to St. Alfonso High School. And boy, did they have fun with this song. I'll tell you, it was just a miraculous experience. One that we'll have to talk about sometime in the future. But right now, it's Pandora's Lunchbox. And Randall has entered the building and will soon be with us to talk about bamboo as musical instruments. But first of all, I've got a little background information on bamboo, this wonderful plant, this wonderful food. This is from jmxbamboo.com. Bamboo has been used in China for over 5,000 years, the earliest history of bamboo use in the entire world. In ancient China, bamboo was used for making books, food, paper, some of the greatest palace buildings the emperors had, and many other items. In the Jin Dynasty, a special book on bamboo was written between 265 and 316 AD, in which many of China's bamboo species were recorded in detail. It was the last native Chinese dynasty to rule the empire, and China is known as the Kingdom of Bamboo because it has the most bamboo of any country in the world. How many? More than 400 species of bamboo, one-third of all the known species in the world, grow in China. And China leads the world in the amount of area planted with bamboo, the number of bamboo trees, and the amount of bamboo wood produced every year. It's absolutely staggering. And there's a whole lot we can do to talk about bamboo. We have a recipe for Thai Lao bamboo soup, which I found in a delicious search engine. And just some talk about bamboo shoots in general. In Indonesia, bamboo shoots are prepared sliced thinly and then boiled with santan, which is a thick coconut milk. And spices are added to make a dish named gulai ribung. Other recipes using bamboo shoots are sayur lode, mixed vegetables in coconut milk, and lumpia, sometimes written lumpia as one word, fried wrapped bamboo shoots with vegetables. Okay. Note that the shoots of some species contain cyanide that need to be leached or boiled out before they can be eaten safely. Slicing the bamboo shoots thinly assists in this leaching. So all of the good things in life are dangerous, and that's a beautiful thing. In certain parts of Japan, China, and Taiwan, the giant timber bamboo, ryoku chiku, is harvested in spring or early summer, and after slicing and boiling, this is also edible. This bamboo has a very acrid flavor and should be sliced thin and boiled in a large volume of water several times. It's more widely known as a non-invasive landscaping bamboo. Other thoughts? Pickled bamboo is used as a condiment. It could also be made from the pith of the young shoots. In Assam, bamboo shoots are part of the traditional cuisine. In Jharkhand, they are used in curries and commonly as a pickle. In Nepal, they are used in famous dishes for centuries. A popular dish is tama, fermented. I believe that would be tamarind, as in the date, 
with potato and beans. An old popular song in Nepali features the phrase, My mother loves vegetable of recipe containing potato, beans, and tama. I would love to hear that song. In Vietnamese cuisine, shredded bamboo shoots are used alone or with other vegetable as stir-fry vegetables in many dishes and as a lonely as a lonely main vegetable ingredient in pork chop soup. It's rough being a lonely main vegetable ingredient. In fact, it's hard out here for a lonely main vegetable ingredient, but we're here for you if you're out there and you're lonely and you're on Main Street as a vegetable. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a show about food. It's going to be 7 o'clock very soon. At that point, it'll be time to face the music. But right now, we are in Indonesia. That's where we are. We're going to listen to some music from a CD called Jegog, The Rhythmic Power of Bamboo. This is a piece called Trung Tungan, Music to Gather the Villagers for Community Work. Sounds like this. I don't hear anything. Isn't that something? This is Pandora's Lunchbox, as I mentioned a few seconds ago. Let's see if I do something like this. Will we get sounds? Yes. Thank you. 
You're listening to some very interesting music from Indonesia. The Rhythmic Power of Bamboo. This is a CD called Indonesia, was the main title, Jigog, The Rhythmic Power of Bamboo. And we have a guest in the studio to talk about music. Are you there, Randy? I'm here. No, there you are. Are we, are we on mic, the correct mic? Yes. If, could you come a little closer to the mic so we can hear How's you more? That? That's great. I mean, I'm... You are good. I'm a quarter inch away from the baffle. It's a good thing to be. <laughs> I'm not baffled, but... That's, that's good. Are you bamboozled? I'm properly, I'm properly baffled, and maybe bamboozled would be a more appropriate You know, we're going to phrase. talk about the word bamboozled a little later. Oh, good. Yeah, yes. that's right. You have lots of esoteric uh, knowledge. Important to information is what I like to call it. But, uh, Mr. Randall Bayer, you are a professor at EMU, correct? Yeah, in the library. Mm-hmm. And you also... Sometimes uh, do lots of music on Sundays at WCBN. Yeah, yeah. And you recently did a lecture about bamboo as a musical instrument. At the uh, Stearns, the oh, bi-monthly or monthly, the Stearns Instrument Collection sponsors a lecture. So I did a presentation last Saturday on Anklung, Anklung music, bamboo music from West Java. So tell me something about that, would you? Well, Anklung is very similar to uh, Jagog, actually. Which is what we were listening to a second ago. Right. Jagogan is the, you know, music made for Jagog. Tubes of bamboo that are are tuned and shaken. Uh, In the case of Anklung, they're they're shaken, actually shakers. Hmm. Uh, Usually two or three tubes tuned in octaves that are held in a frame. And you shake the frame. um, And... uh, or the bamboo frames can be hung in a rack, in which case you, you still shake them, but you play them at the very back part of them instead of holding them in two hands. Hmm. The the music of the jagog are the, the same tubes, but they're in a framework. like a, They look like a marimba or a big xylophone. Oh, okay. So there, there are many instruments that take the tube idea, the tuned bamboo tube idea. They just put them in different frames, literally frames or... Shapes like a like a xylophone looking uh, instrument. In some cases, they're hung from like a string kind of apparatus and hung, and people can like tie one end of the string to the tree and the other to their waist and play it in uh, kind of as it goes away from them. There are also ensembles that are like anklung that are uh, handheld tubes that are like a handheld marimba, so you can play with a uh, beater, a, a stick, and you get these little glissandos and mm. and uh, so depending on the way the 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 instrument the tubes are um, put together, you get a slightly different uh, effect. So, um, what are some other things about the culture, about the music, about the the people that are interesting to you? Well, you were you were right about China being the bamboo, you know, the the bamboo encyclopedia, right. <laughs> the living bamboo. But there is bamboo of all interesting kinds all over Southeast Asia, as you know, and the Pacific. And uh, there are several that are economically extremely important, um, and then, of course, musically very important. You could make a bamboo instrument out of, I mean, you could make an instrument out of almost any piece of bamboo, but some are, some are prized for their Longevity for this the the actual color of the outside oh, okay. of the yeah. skin. There's a there's a bamboo known as uh, well I guess you'd call it tiger bamboo. They call it bamboo machan in in Java, which is means tiger, um, and it has a kind of a leopard or tiger skin, a mottled kind of skin, just wow. like that. Uh, there's also the the bamboo um, 
hitam, which the word hitam means black, uh, and it's a very dark uh, brownish, um, brownish black bamboo. Can get to be quite um, wide, actually. Um, that's used uh, quite a bit in instruments because they, because just of the the aesthetic value of the way it looks. Um, but uh, bamboo also, to get a big bamboo tube, you need pretty um, uh, large, wide bamboo, the diameter. And that's a certain type, you know, the gigantia or something in Latin. Mm-hmm. But uh, And that's there. You see often see pictures of these big bamboo forests with the very thick, wide diameter bamboo. So for large instruments... Um, you need that because the way the instrument is made, the way the tube is constructed is you you take an internode, uh, the, 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 the different joints of a bamboo are called, you know, the nodes or the internodes. Okay. You have to cut through them in order to get a long enough tube. But I'm, I'm, I'm going back to the instrument, and you asked me what I found interesting. Uh, bamboo has a lot of spiritual importance in... Uh, the mythology all over Asia. And in fact, in rice agriculture in West Java, bamboo instruments and the sound of bamboo and the, actually the sound of various types of instruments, but many bamboo instruments are made to celebrate the life and the, the consecration of the rice goddess, whose name is Dewi Sri, mm. or there's a more sort of formal name, Nipohachi, in West Java. And uh, actually, the bamboo sound is likened in some of their legends to massage her body uh, to make pleasant sounds so that she'll actually come down to earth and spread uh, uh, fertility Massa- to, the, to the rice crop. Massage the body of the bamboo? Uh, no, actually you're metaphorically massaging the body of of Dewi Sri. Okay. She likes to hear sound, to be entertained and um and 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 to be well taken care of so during harvest time uh some of these harvest rituals are kind of constructed from what they used to do quote unquote back in the day mm-hmm. so <clears throat> excuse me and others are just kind of uh still because of the the village traditions that have gone on they're they're maintained so in some villages they they've actually reconstructed these rituals but they involve certain aspects of of uh, rice, rice belief, and one of them is the pounding of rice in a in a wooden trough, uh, in in a rhythmic way, in interlocking parts, so they get something that goes like, dun, 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 dun. so the women who will pound rice, ten or fifteen of them at a time, will make these interlocking patterns, which is the massaging of Dewi Sri. And wow. Dewi Sri likes it. There's a real intimate connection between there's women's ritual, some women's ritual. Uh, blessing the rice crop and and um, um, uh, bringing the rice from the fields into the rice barns and things of that nature. Uh, that's um, uh, that's equated with fertility, pregnancy, the the annual uh, the the life cycle of gestation of birth, uh, and also the annual harvest cycle. There are rituals that men take part in and rituals that women take part in. So the women play do the rice pounding, which breaks the husk away from the rice grain itself in practical terms. But in spiritual terms, part of the ritual involves that. Then the procession of rice from the field involves bamboo sound. They make these fabulous instruments that I, I don't have a recording of with me, but they'll hang rice sheaves over 
a large bamboo tube and walk in such a funny manner that the tube goes back and forth and it gets a kind of squeaking, interlocking squeaking. They'll get, huh. And then, of course, there's anklung, which I brought to here. And the anklung are these um, ensembles which uh, are processional or, or can perform in plazas, usually accompanied with dance and song and comedy in some cases, drums. And all of that, in terms of the rice ritual, is meant to consecrate the rice goddess. So oh. bamboo has a lot of interest, both as a beautiful, wonderful sound, sounding instrument. It's a food, food stuff, as you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But also has a whole interesting uh, spiritual side to it, if you can say it that way. Yeah. Wow. So let's hear uh, what you've brought. To right. listen to. Yeah, speaking of music, uh, I brought a piece that uh, is from the north coast area of Java, in West Java, but an area that's kind of between Java and West Java, Central Java and West Java, an area known as Chirabon. Um, and uh, Chirabon music, uh, it's, very well, it's very well known for dance and comedy. This is a troupe called Rayog, which is marked by four, uh, four large drums, the sort of short, stubby, conical drums, rayog drums, an anklung group um, that is uh, uh, hung either 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 using a frame or hung with a group, uh, held with uh, several musicians, and in this case, a kind of uh, oboe, a very high, a sham type okay. of sound, uh, uh, it's called trompet, or uh, it's, you know, like trumpet, but trompet is the okay. way you say it. So we're going to hear this ensemble. This is called Bendrong, and, and uh, you'll hear a mix of different uh, uh, aspects to the music here. Laguna, lagu, Bendrong. Oh, Bendrong Halon. Bendrong Halon. Laguna, Bendrong Halon. Jadi orang ngiding. Ngiding. Jadi Bapak tanjukkan pada ngiding. Yang gendang nak. Mana? Hari itu sih si orang. Nah, si orang. Thank you. 
This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. We're listening to some beautiful bamboo music of Indonesia. And um, this is a time that you might feel perhaps bamboozled by the intricacy of it all, which would be a good opportunity to tell you about the word bamboozled, which I looked up because I was doing a show about bamboo. And no, there's no connection. No one knows where it came from, says Answers.com, or how long it had been around. That sounds like something to do with Stonehenge. Nobody knows who they were or what they were doing. No, that's different. But uh, the word bamboozle appeared on the London stage on November 26, 1702, and in print in the same play in 1703. This was a drama entitled She Would and She Would Not by the notable but not always esteemed Kali Sibber. In the second act, a character complains about sham proofs that they propose to bamboozle me with, and in the fourth, there is mention of the old rogue who knows how to bamboozle. Jonathan Swift, the author of such notable works as Gullible, Gullible's Travers, no, that's uh, Gullible, Gullible Travis Tritt, that's a country musical that we're not going to go into. Uh, Jonathan Swish, Jonathan swished around the stage and completely got bamboozled. Jonathan Swift said something about that word, but we're not going to talk about that. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. I've been Mike. Thank you, Randy, for stopping by. This is great. Oops. I mean, there. That's this what I meant. This was wonderful. Thank you, and I'll come back. Thank you. Bamboozle you with some more. Yeah. Well, we're going to get things set up for Mr. Ed's special so he can help us to face the music. Off in- Okay, he who says he's in no hurry. So we're going to just listen to a little more of this Indonesian music. Okay, you know what? You know, you know what, Randy? I think we're going to give a quick mention. He's giving me the go-ahead to just give a little more information. We won't steal too much of his, of his uh, time. No, we won't bamboozle too much of it. But uh, a recipe for bamboo soup is at, if you look up Thai Lao bamboo soup in a search engine... There are some lovely ingredients. I'm missing half of the directions, but you can just figure it out yourself. And it involves adding lemongrass and shallots in the mortar and pounding with a pestle, so you know it's got to be fun. So the ingredients are two cups of yanang extract, two cups of bamboo, one cup of chopped mushrooms, 15 to 20 quail eggs hard-boiled, two tablespoons chopped lemongrass, two tablespoons of chopped shallots, two tablespoons of sticky rice, four chilies, and two tablespoons of salted gourami fish, or three tablespoons of fish sauce. This is all... Actually, this is great. You get to boil the bamboo for 30 minutes, drain the water and chop the bamboo, then soak the sticky rice in water for 30 minutes, drain water and add a sticky rice in in the mortar with chilies. Wait, I think this is becoming a comedy. This is uh, Randall Bayer, who has been our guest here, says this is becoming a comedy, which in fact it is. You've been enjoying Pandora's Lunchbox, I hope, as much as I have. This has been a slightly extended, overextended version of Pandora's. I hope you've had fun like I have. Pretty soon we're going to help you to face the music as the music of Indonesia fades into the sunset. Thank you for listening. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor.